welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB. Get your sexy back, health and fitness movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds and on that journey, I found joy, peace and more self-love. That's how the GYSB movement got started because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey. And now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living. Physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Welcome to GYSB Talks, y'all. Today, we are talking about designing your finances around a life you love, Sis, I got a guest today who's going to help us get our money journey right. She's passionate about helping women set goals that are in alignment with the lifestyle they desire. With over 13 years in the finance space, Atiqua Green has mastered the ability to break down seemingly complex finance topics to make wealth building more accessible and less restricting. She has done this by creating her 10-step framework known as the DIME method. That's D-Y-M-E. This method was designed to give women simple steps to follow to create a personalized and passive wealth building system around their ideal lifestyle and money goals. Atiqua, I'm so glad you were able to join the show today, and I am super excited about this conversation. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yes. So, you guys, GYSB Movement, it's a lifestyle that promotes a holistic approach to living well. And when people hear GYSB stands for get your sexy back, I think some people think about sexy in just the physical sense, but I'm actually talking about all areas of wellness, from mental health to relationships with others to finances. And I understand personally that financial health, like being healthy financially, is a huge part of wellness. And so today, having Atiqua here to talk to us about building and sustaining wealth is something that I know the GYSB community will really appreciate. So 13 years in the finance space, now you're specifically focusing on helping women build wealth. Why is that important to you? Well, um, it's important for me because I've been raised mostly by my mom. So I've noticed how um, her relationship with money was growing up and Mm -hmm. how uh, money affected our lives, our traumas, our thing, and, you know, just our day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as time went on working in the finance experience, uh, working in the finance field, it just didn't make sense of how complicated things were. Um, I've had people mansplain my position to me, even though I was in a higher role than them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just so infuriating. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm feeling this way, I'm pretty sure customers are feeling this way. And Mm -hmm. then on top of that, you get into the social media space and it's don't do this. You can't do that. You have to wait until you do X, Y, and Z before you can do the next thing. And I'm just like, why is everything so restrictive? We have one life to live. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm going to create something around how I think finance should look like for people, specifically women, 
And we're just going to go with it because I'm just so tired of the unnecessary rules and restrictions. Yeah, I I do. I like the way that you're really focused on, you know, debunking the myth on how to build wealth. And like, there's just one way because there's not. Right. So for you, it's like asking women really important questions about what kind of life do you want? Right. What kind Mm -hmm. of life do you want? And then coming up with strategies and, and methods to help them get that desired lifestyle. So like, what are some of the things that you're hearing from women about possible fears or I don't have enough or I don't know how to do that. It's complicated. Like what, what are you, what conversations are you having with women around that? So I'm having the biggest conversation that I typically have is, you know, everything surrounding mindset. Well, I don't know how to do this. I don't feel like I deserve, you know, to be financially comfortable. Well, Mm -hmm. if I become financially comfortable, that means I have to really take care of everybody else. Um, you know, I feel like if I do this for myself, that means I'm taking away from my family. And it's just like, no, we need to have a balance here. And then of course, it's the getting out of the, um, the mindset of I have to deprive myself of my day to day life just so I can be financially comfortable in the future. And I look at it like, you know, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that there are a lot of people who talk about, you know, I went through the extremes. I, a ramen noodles and beans and rice for dinner so I can scrimp and save every money or every dollar I had to pay off my debt. And I'm just like, I refuse for my last meal on earth to be ramen noodles just because <laughs> I was trying to become debt free. For what? <laughs> you know, it, I used to follow a, a, a guru. I won't name who it is, but I, mm-hmm. I followed a guru. Um, and I that was how I was able to get out of debt. I wasn't eating ramen noodles, but I, I was I was pretty I was pretty, you know, restrictive because I really wanted that debt eliminated. It just I don't know, it just made me sick to like look at it. Mm-hmm. So I was really focused on getting rid of debt so that I could do other things. And I'm I'm happy that I did. I kind of wish I wouldn't have done it exactly that way. It might have taken me a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but but I, I'm I'm glad it's gone. But I still understand that there's still so much more that I need to learn and so many new strategies that I need to put into place in order to achieve the lifestyle that I want, because, you know, I want to continue traveling. I love world travel. And I, you know, I just went to Italy like a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. I came back and I was like, Ooh, I so needed that trip. And just thinking about like your scenario, like, yes, you're, you're happy that you become debt free, but you wouldn't have done it the way that it is uh, that you've done it. And I'm just thinking, okay, so what if, you know, instead of scrimping and scraping to um, pay off your debt, you took a fraction of that, invested that, and then you had an investment fund specifically for you wanting to, you know, travel and then not having to touch your your disposable income because you've had money working for you for that particular goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there is a lot of people out here, they put so much emphasis on becoming debt free, but becoming debt free does not make you wealthy. It does not make you rich. Nope. <laughs> um, it doesn't make you financially well off. It just means you're starting off in the black, which is cool. <laughs> but that means also you're ha- you've missed out on valuable time yeah. um, in the markets and then just in your day to day life. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you say about women who are like really overthinking this thing and they're like, okay, I want to pay off debt. I don't know where to start. Is there like a starting place that you use for everybody when it comes to paying off debt? So I typically tell people to keep it as simple as possible as someone who will overthink my life away. 
Um, <laughs> I find that the simplest um, solution is the best solution. Okay. Uh, so I know that there are people who have made great strides with the snowball method. Personally, mm -hmm. I don't like that method because it's slow and most expensive. Um, so I, when people say, okay, I want to pay off debt. My first thing is, what is your goal for paying off debt? Are you trying to save the most money as possible? Or you just want to see those numbers dwindling? Mm -hmm. If you're, you just want to see the numbers dwindling. Okay. Snowball method might be great for you, but if you're Can saying, you okay, explain what that is in case people don't know what the snowball method is? Yeah. So the snowball method is when you pay off the um, lowest balance with the um, lowest interest rate first. Uh, okay. So that way, if you have a $50 debt or something, you pay it off, your reward system is like, oh, I have a zero balance for this debt now and you keep going. Um, okay. But on the back end, you're neglecting your highest expensive or your most expensive debt and that's accruing interest and causing the most money in the long run. Mm, Whereas mm -hmm. if someone says, you know, um, I really just wanna save as much money as possible, then I'm gonna say, okay, well, um, I call it the top-down method. It's the exact opposite of the snowball method. You pay off the most expensive debt, and that includes the interest rate. Um, and when you do that, you're not going to see the numbers dwindle as much as you would in the snowball method because it's a, it's a larger balance. Um, but it's saving you thousands of dollars in the long run because you are taking care of the most expensive debt first. Ah, okay. Okay. So that's what you recommend based on people's answer to your question about like, what is the purpose of this? Yes. Okay. And Got I, I do want to correct something. So the snowball method does not take the interest rate into consideration. It only takes the lowest balance into consideration. Okay. Got it. All right. And so when, um, when we talk about diversification, um, what do you recommend for women as far as their, their wealth building portfolios? So... I, I think for most people, stocks are always going to be the best. And for my typical client, index funds are always going to be like the best for, you know, growing their money and not having to keep their hands in the cookie jar too often because um, it's a passively managed fund. They're typically less expensive than the other funds. And um, on average, there is a 10 to 14% return on investment. Mm. Now, um, I know there are people who are like, okay, you have to diversify and you have to have some bonds into your, add some bonds in your portfolio. Mm, not necessarily. Um, even I think once people get old enough or closer to retirement, I don't think you necessarily have to do that. I just think that you have to like hedge your, um, investments with, you know, investments that are great during inflation periods and recessions like we're in now. So you may say, okay, well, bonds really don't make any money and it's not really saving me any money either. Let me go ahead and focus on maybe real estate. And that can be um, real estate investment trusts, or it could be physical properties, or it can be a combination of both, mm -hmm. or it can be like crowdfunding. Um, I think a good portion of portfolio should be mainly stocks if your goal is to make as much money as possible with low entry barrier. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, a portion after that needs to be stocks that can, or investments that can handle recessions. People mm -hmm. are always going to need some place to live. Right. So <laughs> real estate is, I think, is a better option than bonds, in my personal opinion. I don't have mm -hmm. any in my portfolio. Yeah, I mean, so like you're you're saying a lot, you're saying a lot of, really great things but for somebody who may be nervous and may not know anything at all about investing in the stock market or buying real estate 
it can really be confusing and complicated and, and, and overwhelming to even think about how to get started. So I, I love that you have, you have a strategy, right? That a bundle that you, you have people get from you. Yes. So um, I actually have something called the live life and build wealth bundle. Mm -hmm. Um, It comes with my five day uh, wealth system workshop. So during the five days, I'm pretty much walking you through how to start creating an outline for your wealth building system. It comes with it comes with like tasks. So mm-hmm. each day you're not really going, you're not going to have more than 20 minutes worth of content to go through. Good. And then the task that you go through is just simple. I tell you where to go, what you need to do, how you need to do it. Um, and then in the investment portion, which I believe is day four, we are, um, I walk you through like the definitions for yep. um, the investments that are available in um, index funds. And I even show like the math of how index funds work. Oh, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you'll hear people talk about all these things and they don't, they don't really tell you exactly step by step, breaking it down to something that you can really understand piece by piece. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then you're trying to do research on your own, following people on Instagram and TikTok, and you get yourself in a bunch of trouble. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I've, I've even fallen for that and, and gone and purchased, you know, stocks, you know, uh, that were supposed to skyrocket and it ended up going in the total opposite direction. And I'm looking at my, you know, Ameritrade account like was bloody like it's so red because <laughs> they didn't do my research. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to Instagram gurus. Not and doesn't mean that they they don't know what they're talking about, but I didn't do my due diligence, right? And ended up like losing a ton of money. And this was during the pandemic, because we were all just trying to figure out like what are we gonna do? And so we were just gung ho and like, okay, this is it. This is this is the way we keep from going under. And it's like, mm-hmm. oops, <laughs> your money is gone, girl. <laughs> and and okay, so it doesn't even necessarily that you meet like. It doesn't necessarily mean that your money is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're investing in sound options, um, if it's red, that's fine. You don't lose money until you sell. Um, that's where people get into trouble because if you invested in the S and P 500 and you see that it's red, well, the S and P 500 is not going anywhere ever. Exactly. And if it does, that just means you got other things to worry about outside of money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that just means that, okay, if it's red and this is a sound investment. It was then, not. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. If it, it was it, not. It was it was not. I did my research on the back end and it was uh, definitely more of a, a scam than anything. They made it appear to be one thing that it wasn't. Gotcha. And, and so it's like, I don't think that's ever going to come out of the red. I mean, it's still there. I didn't sell it, but yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's negative. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I have a question. So uh-huh. a lot of a lot of women in my community um, have partners or they're dating or about to get married or just got married, have been married for a really long time. Uh, what do you um, think about joining accounts, uh, finances with your with your partner? Um, I only think you should do that for joint expenses. I don't believe that everybody's money should go into one account. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a dangerous position to be put in. Um, I've, from what I've witnessed growing up and from what I've witnessed working in the banks, it just never, it, the cons outweigh the good from mm-hmm. what I've, I've noticed. 
Um, so I think it's best if everyone has their own separate account and then there's a joint account for joint expenses. Mm -hmm. So joint, um, joint savings account, joint, um, checking account for, let's say if you, there's a family vacation, that's what the joint savings account is for. If you're, um, have your monthly expenses, that's what the joint checking account is for. And then you can even have, um, you can have a joint brokerage account. But <laughs> you still you still want to have um, your individual retirement accounts and your individual brokerage accounts as well. Okay, I think that's good advice. Actually, I think it's yeah. I think it's I think it's great advice. You know, when I when I think about my money journey, money story, I still have so much to learn. But I, I'm doing I'm doing okay, and I, I think about like what I saw growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's how we, that's how we learn. Most of us. Yeah, we see how our parents handle money, how they see money, how they use money, and that informs how we use and see money as we are growing up or in teenage years and going into our early twenties. And then we start, you know, making our own more informed decisions when we start connecting with people like you. And so, I just want to talk a little bit about the importance of making that shift. Um, Unless you had like some amazing guru of a financial uh, <laughs> parent, which, you know, I did and my, my parents weren't, weren't terrible, but I feel like there was a little bit of fear as far as like investments. Cause I remember like overhearing um, my brother talking to my dad about like some kind of investment he could possibly make. And he was like, no, I'm just keeping my money in my savings account. I got a lot of money right. in my savings account. And so like, you know, you start thinking like, oh, you know, just save money, you know, savings accounts don't pay you any interest. Mm-hmm. These days, I used to work at a bank and the interest rate was great back in the day. That was in the 90s. Um, but now it's like, what is the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think but, savings account is like a step above having your money in a mattress at this point. I, I do too. I do too. I mean, and you get your little statement every year and you're like, I made, oh, I made 10 cents. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kidding, but not kidding. Um, but yeah, like really like looking at your, your personal money journey and how it should shift to be in more alignment with how you see your life, you know, how you want the dreams that you want for yourself and how you want to live and things you want to do, I think it's really important. And I think that's why people like you, like getting in, in connected with a coach, because people might be like, oh, why would I spend money to get a coach to, you know, learn how to, you know, make my money work for me? That's the important, you, how's that money working for you without a coach? Right. <laughs> yeah. How, how's, it, how's it been working for you without a coach? I actually find that a lot of women who are just tired of their, like they're really tired of their circumstance or, mm-hmm. you know, they are actually ready to make a change. That's mm-hmm. when they come to me. Okay. Um, like I never, I never go out of my way to explain to someone why you should hire a coach or why you should, um, why, why you need help because I can't convince you of something that you're not trying to really hear and be open to. Um, and I, and I, I know sometimes that sounds harsh, but it's like, you can't push someone to do something that they're not ready to do and they're well, not ready to accept. And they're going to resent you later. Yes. And, and I, the investment they made. I mean, I, I've had to really check myself on investments that I've made with coaches in the past and ask myself, did you really do the work that was required? You know, when you made that huge investment 
and it didn't work out for you, what was the reason for that? Was it really the coach or was it you not putting in the effort, maximum effort that you needed to put in in order to see the result, the results that you wanted to get? So, right. you know, people spend a lot of time blaming coaches for things. And if you've done your due diligence and it's a good coach, sometimes it's us. <laughs> That's the problem. So I understand why you're definitely not out there trying to convince people why they need to pay and come work with you. Like people need to be ready. They understand what they're getting themselves into and they're ready to do the work to get those desired outcomes. And I think a lot of people have this misconception that coaches are supposed to give you or get you to a result or Mm -hmm. give you that result. No, the coach (laughs) is supposed to provide the tools, the resources um, to get you to that result. Like we can lead you to the water, but we can't make you drink. Of Um, course. For example, I was doing an audit of my coaching program for the um, for this current cohort and the women who are in there, there are some of them who are actively logging in and doing their stuff, but there are some of them who um, their progress is still on zero percent. Oh, boy. And it's like, OK, yeah, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I provided you with the content. I provided you with the resources. I'm providing you with the weekly coaching sessions, but you're still on zero percent. Um, I can't really help you at the end of the 10 weeks. And if you say, I haven't received, I haven't seen any progress. Of course you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Takes work to see progress. Yes. (laughs) So before we go, I I want you to talk about this cohort. I know you have one coming up. Um, What can people learn from this, this cohort that you have coming up? So um, in the Wealth Starts Here Accelerator, I help women create a wealth building system, a complete wealth building system around a life they love and their money goals. Okay. Um, so like the package I was talking about earlier, that's to help you create an outline. It's getting you familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But the coaching, um, the coaching portion is actually teaching you how to actually create your full system. Um, so I teach you my dime method, which is design your money effectively. Okay. And, um, I, the first and third Tuesdays of the month, we do our coaching sessions where I answer your questions. So although it's a group coaching program with your individual questions, you're still getting individualized coaching in that, that, Mm. um, container. Nice. And I don't, I'm not someone who wants to pack my coaching sessions or cohorts like that. I do really the max 15 women okay. um, just because I want to be able to give people the appropriate time um, and attention while we're in our coaching sessions. I love that. So yeah, I'm teaching them everything. My 10 step die method. Um, it is a take what you need program. I know there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I have this coaching program, go through all the modules. But if it's not, if it has nothing to do with what I want and what I'm trying to accomplish, why do I need to go through it? Mm-hmm. So um, it's take what you need, leave what you don't. And um, it comes with a private community. So when we don't have our sessions, you can always get your questions answered regardless. I love that. So who is this for specifically? Like who is this targeting? So it's specifically for professional women who are on a mission to be pretty much a present mom, attentive partner, you know, just want to show up for themselves without feeling guilty. Um, and of course, want to increase in their giving. They also have this idea or notion that if I can handle or get my finances in order, um, I can minimize the um, mental health crisis that I had to go through when I was go- growing up. I can minimize, you know, traumas because money's not going to be an issue. 
Um, they're also trying to break generational cycles and curses with mm. their wealth building journey. Not necessarily, I, I want to build wealth just because I want to be fabulous. That's great, but what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and I have talked about the the fabulousness on Instagram that some of oh, it is real, but yes. I, it just, it almost makes you sick to your stomach. Like, come on people, like that is not living well. Like that's flaunting and flossing and where's the depth? You know, like where's there. the depth, where's the substance? And that's what, I, that's why I really like following you because you're not being flashy. You're on Instagram, like really talking about substantive ways that, you know, you can build wealth and why, why you should do it. Like you're talking about family, you're talking about generational wealth, you're talking about being a good partner and being healthy with your finances. Like you're talking about things that really have depth and it's not about getting a Ferrari or flashing a Louis Vuitton bag. Like it's, it's none of that. And I'm like, oh, her message resonates with me. And I think for my audience, I knew that bringing you on would, would help them as well, because I think people who are connected with the GYSB movement have similar values that I have. And while I'm somebody who likes really nice things, like I try to make smart decisions when I'm making purchases and I'm not spending my money on like just a bunch of like designer things, especially things that are not going to have any value once it leaves the store. Right. And <laughs> When I tell you I am lifestyle marketed out, I just, I can't, I <laughs> can't not, take it. You're not hopping out of your Ferrari to come talk to the camera? <sighs> no, listen, <laughs> I still have my 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I got my 2009 Camry, so. <laughs> and I just, I, I like, okay. Um, I've told my husband, I want to get the, I want to get the Grand Wagoneer. I say, I don't need it. We didn't, I don't plan on having a tribe of children, but I want it. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't, I don't have to have that right now. Plus, and he has, he wants to get a truck. So I'm like, I don't want to get another car until he can get his truck anyway. But um, I was just like, why is it that it, it's just so, it's so shallow. You'll never see me um, posting branding pictures with my, with any type of red bottom. You'll <laughs> never um, see me like just, flaunting stuff I don't believe that our gifts are are for that um and I do believe eventually that people will have to reckon with that because um yeah the flashiness is cool but like what else do you have who are mm -hmm. you who are mm -hmm. you as a person mm -hmm. um and what is that stuff fulfilling for you mm -hmm. is it filling a hole like what is it and I, it might not be that deep for some people but I just it might I, not I, I just I can't stand it yeah and the other thing that I like that you talk about is giving because I'm I'm a giver. And one of the reasons why I would love to be wealthy is because I want to continue to give and I want to give more. I want mm -hmm. somebody that I've been supporting, like an organization that has, you know, a mission that I'm in alignment with to be able to call me and say, hey, we need X amount of dollars to help these kids in this community do X, Y and Z. And I want to be able to write that check. Yes. You know, so that that's important to me. And then I also want to make sure that my son and his kids and their kids are good. Yes. Because grandma set it up. <laughs> and I love that. Um, like I know for me, I've implemented the mom fund. I, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. How um, I'm getting to the point where with every sale I make, I'm putting 10 to 20% to the side for that mom fund. Um, that. That's like 
this is essentially the my tides. Um, I don't personally go to church. Yeah. Um, but I that's what I want to do. I want to help moms say, okay, well, my son or my my daughter wants to join the basketball team this year, but I can't afford the um I can't afford the uniform. I can't afford the fees. Can you help me? Absolutely. Yep. What's yep. your PayPal? Yeah. Um, or it's hey, Thanksgiving is coming up and I don't have any groceries. Do you have the funds for that? Absolutely. How Ugh. much do you need? I can give you all of it or I can give you a portion of it. And that's yes. what I, I want to do because my mom had me when she was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know you asked the question earlier and I, I don't think I answered it. But um, how I look at finance now is because um, everything has been off a of survival mode. Yeah. Yes, my mom has been... Um, you know, in relationships uh, throughout my life. And she's she's been married to my stepdad since I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. But I looked at my mom as the end all be all for me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who I mainly relied on for stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I've watched her going from working two to three jobs, trying to go to school um, to now, you know, working in the government and making good money. But because she's been in survival mode for a long time while she was raising me and my sisters, it's like, okay, I've, um, I've had a lot of that ingrained in my brain. I didn't realize it until one of my therapists said, um, you know what? And I think you've never been told this before, but I think you've been operating out of survival for so long that you don't know what it means to actually live and thrive. And I was like, ma'am, I didn't come here for this. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you open that can of worms? <laughs> so I think, and especially after this year, I've gotten so much clarity with my new therapist that I'm just like, okay, a lot of this makes so much sense. And it it makes a lot of sense of how I've handled my finances in the beginning mm-hmm. um, because I've been operating out of survival mode. I've been operating out of trauma um, and letting go a lot of those past experiences. I'm now looking at things like, well, dang. Um, I could have done these, I could have done things a lot differently had I been, you know, mentally where I was supposed to be and I didn't have to let go of past experiences, but I, you know, trying to get the silver lining out of it, my experiences are now helping other women because I can say, Hey, I know that you, you think that you're not making enough money. That's why you're having financial issues. But looking at your numbers, you're making enough money. You're just having some issues with letting go of money because you, you're you operating out of a scarcity mindset. You're thinking that you're never going to get it back. Yeah. Um, and then go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It, I mean, and that that's what happens. It's like, oh, my gosh, if I do this, then I won't have this. No, you will. Money's yeah. gonna, money's going to come. <laughs> yeah. it's gonna come and you're gonna be just fine but we really do need to enjoy our lives you know like people are just they're not making it past certain ages you know there's a lot of disease and all kinds Mm -hmm. of things taking us out of here and there's no reason for us to sit around and save and try to wait for retirement to try to enjoy life like I'm not about that life I'm not doing that I am not doing that And, you know, like I said, I did go on this trip and I did spend a lot of money and maybe I'll do it a little bit differently next time. But I don't regret what I did. Like, Mm -hmm. that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It was amazing. And I was there thinking, like, I deserve to be here just like anybody else. You know, I didn't see a lot of us. But I tell you Mm -hmm. what, I sure did get on that little boat in Capri and was out there in that Mediterranean Sea. Like, now what? (laughs) 
Like (laughs) I deserve to be here just like anybody else. And I'm going to do this every year. And at some point I'm going to do this more than once a year. I'm going to do it whenever I freaking want to do it because I'm going to get my money right. And it's not going to be, oh, do I have the money to go? Yes, I have the money to go. I've planned for it and I'm doing it. And I, and I'm doing it. And you know, before I let you go, it's like, really the people in your circle and the people who are, you know, messaging things to you, it's like so important because I remember the first time I went out of the country, it was like, I was old. It was like older. It was 2012. Mm -hmm. And I remember my girlfriend and I, we really liked wine. And so we went to this wine tasting um, event and all of the, the wine vendors were from Tuscany right mm-hmm. and so we were drinking the wine and we were talking to all of these wine vendors and um my friend kept saying to some of them like oh we're gonna come visit because she was a world traveler we're gonna come visit we're gonna come to your vineyard da, 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 da. and I'm drinking and I'm like yeah we're coming I'm just talking I got nobody's passport <laughs> and so we met about three or four that she really connected with and so she said um she's one day I was cooking and she was like oh I'm gonna come by I was like okay I'll make you something too. And so she came by and she had this brochure and it was this bike wine tour through Tuscany. And she was like, uh, this is where we're going. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> this is where who's going? Like my son is young. I don't have any money. I'm like barely getting by. I don't have a passport. She looked at me and she was like, I need you to stop. I, yes. need, I need you to stop. Like your thinking is so off your mindset around this whole traveling and money thing is just wrong and she was like I want to help you like I need you to get this together and she's like all I need you to do is answer two questions and I was like okay she was like do you have a passport I said no she said can you get a passport I said yes she said could you pay for a plane ticket to um to go to Italy and I was like how much would that be she was like I don't know like 1300 bucks or something like that I was like yes and the reason I could do that is because a friend of mine had come into some inheritance and she said the Lord told her to give me a thousand dollars and this had been like a couple of months before yeah had been like a couple months before so I didn't I hadn't spent that money so I'm like yeah I can do that and she was like okay do those things and we're going and girl we went and I have been going out of the country ever since every every year because I had that friend in my circle who was like, oh, no, we're not talking like that. This, yeah. this is this is not going to work. This is not the life that you're supposed to be set up to lead. Like, this is not it. You're going to go. If you really want to go, I'm going to help you make it happen. And and it's going to inspire you to to live differently and to think differently. And I'm telling you, like, it was the most amazing thing that I had ever experienced being on a plane going that far. And then just riding a bike through the Tuscan region, like the hills, like I'm, I kept telling her like, pinch me. Am, am I really here? She's like, we here girl. And guess what? The vendors that we, those wine vendors, we went to their vineyards and like, <laughs> we saw them and they're like, Carla, Annette. <laughs> <laughs> and then like some people in the group were like, y'all know these people. And we were like, yeah. So they invited us in and like, had a whole like meat and cheese spread and like gave us wine. And the guys are like, how do y'all know these people? Like all the way out here, we were like, we met them in LA. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it was, but it was great. And I say all of that to say, 
I, I don't want people in my circle like amen in me when I'm saying negative things about yes. money or what I can't do or this is too hard. Like I want those people in my circle who are like, I'm doing this and you need to change your thought processes because this is not this is not good for you. This is not healthy. Like you can you can have the life of your dreams. You can travel. You can have the money to do things that your son needs support with. Like you can do anything. And it's because I have those people in my circle who are doing it and who are speaking life into my life. Absolutely. Um, I, for, for a while, I have been like my own little Island since Mm -hmm. we moved to Texas. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't until recently where I met a group of women where um, it's just, it's refreshing to hear other people speak life into you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think out of the group of women, there are really two of them that really resonate with me the most mm-hmm. because um, like they see, they see what I'm doing and like they have no ties to the business side of social media or anything like that. And they're just like, oh my gosh, you're doing amazing or this is cool. Um, and then I'm telling them, you know, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And they're like, oh, wow. OK, well, you know, um, I still think you're doing amazing. You yeah. Know, you can't talk like that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know, it's it's nice to actually have a circle of people who see you, see your potential, and they can actually talk to that version of you that you don't see yet. Mm hmm. Yeah. And we're not saying get rid of your old friends who may not oh, no, have no. that same mindset. But what we are saying is get more, maybe a few more people in your circle who are living the life that, you know, inspires you. And so yes. you guys can have those conversations about the future that are really bright and beautiful, right? Like that's really important. So, I mean, we could talk all day. I know, um, I know you got to get on with your day and, and so do I, but I really, really appreciate you making time to be on the podcast. Like, you know, I just love you, girl. I think you're amazing. Of course. And I just, I appreciate, I appreciate you making time for me. So I don't know if you have any parting words or I do want you to tell people where they can find you. Okay. Um, well, parting words will definitely be keep it as simple as possible. When you think you're overthinking it, you are. <laughs> Take a step back <laughs> and break everything down as simple as the simplest ways you can, you can break it down. Um, but I'm on most social media platforms as that finance chick, but my preferred, um, platform at this point is YouTube. Okay. And that's that finance chick, one word spelled correctly. Um, girl, when I say I'm tired of social media, I'm tired. Oh, I hear you. You and me both. (laughs) You and me both. But I I think that, I think that YouTube is the way, and I love your YouTube videos. They're good. They're great. I think that's the way to go. Thank you. And and that's going to help you make money on the back end too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I, you know, in real life, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert and introverts <laughs> on, you know, Instagram, TikTok is just, it's just not for me. I, yep. I want to post my videos and I want to go about my business. Yep. <laughs> I, I totally feel you. I told, I'm not an introvert, but I'm, I'm feeling you on being social media out. I'm, I'm done. Yes. Yes. So, um, YouTube is the main platform. Um, and then Instagram is like the secondary platform now. Okay, I'll put both of those links in um, the show notes on this particular episode. Awesome. Okay. And then I do have a freebie that I can send you to. Oh, yeah. And I can post it down there too? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining in on this episode. I hope you got some great takeaways. I know that I certainly did. Be sure you follow Atiqua. She's amazing. I vouch for her. So 
listen, I won't steer you wrong and neither will she. If you are um, interested in following me on social media, I am GYSB Movement on all social media platforms. And then you can also email me if you have any questions, gysbmovement at gmail.com. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Atiqua. Of course. Have a good day. All right. Mm Bye-bye. Bye. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.